Well, last week, Pastor Robbie shared with us the 2020 vision of New Hope. And we talked a little bit about that idea that 2020, you know, often we think of it in terms of a vision of clarity. Now, I actually don't have my glasses tonight, so um, I can't say I have 2020 vision, okay? But, but uh, there's this idea that, that um, the things that, that God has for us, man, we want to be focused, right? We want to be intentional. We want uh, to, if, if we can do anything about it, that we can be uh, intentional about what God has called us to do. But it's also, uh, I mean, it sounds a little futuristic, right? The date 2020, right? I never thought I'd see that date. But, but 2020, it's actually just around the corner. And, uh, you know, some things that we want to shoot for as a church body, as a church family, some of the things that, that we would love to see God do through this family of faith. And that message was, was the what, right? And I don't know about you, but I walked away kind of going, wow, those are some big, hairy, audacious goals. Those are, wow, right? It was, anybody else with me? Like, oh man, that would be awesome. That would be so neat to see God work in, in that kind of way. So today we need to talk about the how. How is this going to take place? How is it that God can use our lives together to accomplish these goals? And I know Pastor Robbie wanted uh, to be here tonight to share it with you, to share what God has been putting on his heart. But I'm so grateful that, that um, it, it's more than just uh, uh, words. It's, it's really we're looking at God's word and saying, okay, God, what is it that you would have for us? What is it that you would want to teach us about the how for this 2020 vision? But I want you to think about that for a second. Why is how so important? Well... If I'd like to fix my car, the how is pretty important, isn't it? Has anybody used YouTube to try to fix their car? (laughs) I've done that a couple times. Okay, I have this problem, this problem, this problem. Yeah, it doesn't always work. Sometimes it works, but it doesn't always work, right? Well, what about maybe you would say my marriage isn't right? So how do I go about fixing it? How do I go about making it right? And I can guarantee there's no YouTube video for that online. You know, maybe you think about uh, this, this cool video game that, that you'd like to play and that you see all the cool kids playing, right? Uh, my kids are the cool kids in my family, so, you know, they, they play these cool games. But, um, but there's that, okay, how do you play the game? What are all these buttons for? I'm supposed to press what button and what button with what, and that's supposed to do, huh? Right? Has anybody been there before? Have you seen these newfangled gaming consoles? And you're like, just give me the the Atari. I'll take the Atari, right? (laughs) That's what I grew up with. It's kind of important to know the how, isn't it? How is that going to happen? And even as a church, we can have some good ideas, some really neat, wow, that would be amazing, that'd be awesome, about what God has for us. But, But vision without a plan is just a dream. Isn't that true? Think about that for a second. Vision without a plan is just a dream. Goals without direction, it's just a dream. They are never going to become reality. So today I want to talk with you about the how. And, and you know what? We, we want to keep it simple here at New Hope. You know, uh, when uh, I, I, was, I was learning to fly uh, planes in college, and, and I remember my flight instructor said, okay, remember this, uh, this acronym. I think it's acronym, right? Uh, keep it simple, stupid, right? That was, and KISS, right? 
And but so we'll take off this, the stupid part, but keep it simple, right? That's what we want to do. All of us have so much in our lives, so much going on, you know, from changing diapers to kids at soccer and exercising at the Y or homework or what's for supper again, right? Uh, taking care of maybe a, our older parents. It goes on and on and on, doesn't it? We want to give you something that you can grab hold of as you think about your relationship with God and, and the church family. And if, if you've been around for a little while, you're probably going to recognize some of these things. But it's definitely something that we're, uh, focused, that, that we're going to focus on moving ahead with and moving towards. We're going to look tonight at the 2020 uh, Vision for New Hope, part two, how is it going to happen? And number one is worship. I need to look up. You know, I, I said we're going to simplify things. Actually, we're going to take it down to one thing. We were created to worship God. That's it. That's the main thing. That is the focus of our lives. Now, on the surface, that may sound awfully churchy, right? That may sound like, oh, well, that's a great ideal. Well, that'd be neat. Um, but but uh, what does that mean to worship all the time? Uh, does it mean we're supposed to wear some white robe or, or play uh, a harp all day or sing hymns in the shower? And that, that means we're worshiping all day, right? No, that, that's not it. But if, if you could wrap all your reason for existence into one statement, it might be this. We were created to know God, to walk with him, and to make his, him famous across his creation. It means that your life uh, fulfilled to its, its fullest is seeking uh, to be led by him and seeking his direction for our lives. In the book of Deuteronomy, there's kind of a, a, a the, the book itself is actually kind of a summary of what God expected from his people. It was actually a, a, a telling again of the law that he had already shared with them. And, and as you read it, it's amazing how many times the Lord called the people simply to love him, to follow him with all of their heart. And we're going to see a couple examples on the screen. And when, uh, when we read all your heart, I want you to say it out loud with me, okay? So we're going to look at, at a couple of those. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29. What's the words we're going to say? Okay, I just wanted to make sure you reminded me. Uh, Seek the Lord your God and you will find him if you search for him with all your heart and all your soul. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, you shall love the Lord your God with and with all your soul and with all your might. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12, what does the Lord your God require from you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and love him, and to serve the Lord your God with and with all your soul. Now that's just a couple. There's at least six more times just in the book of Deuteronomy that it uses this exact phrase. And we're, we're not talking about the, the other variations. We're talking about those exact words, all your heart, at least six times in Deuteronomy. And, and in, uh, in the, the uh, context of God's word, there's at least 12 other times in the Bible that these words are used. And we're going to look at a few more. In 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 24, it says, Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with 
For consider what great things he has done for you. Proverbs 3, chapter 5. Trust the Lord, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Jeremiah 29, verse 13. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. You know, it seems that, that there's this, this emphasis of, okay, when we come before him, what God desires is all of you, is all your heart. You know, but, but we might say, okay, that, that emphasis of all is a little too much for me, right? It's a little too hard. It's a little more than I can do. Well, in, the, in that same book in Deuteronomy, uh, chapter 30, verse 11 through 14, you'll, you'll see it up on the screen as well. And this is what it says. For this commandment, which I command you today, is not too mysterious for you, nor is it far off. <laughs> the things that I'm giving to you, the things that I'm sharing with you, look, it's not all the way over there. It's not unattainable. It's not unreachable. It's right here. It's clear. It's not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it, bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it? Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? It's not that there is a separation between us and the word of the Lord, us and that desire to say, okay, here, it's all yours, Lord. Look at verse 14. But the word of the Lord is very near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. He says, I want you to give me all of you. And over and over again, God's word tells them and tells us, give me all your heart. Now, I want you to think about that for a second because it's actually in your best interest to do it and to follow after him. Because he says, I want you to prosper. I I want it to go well with you. I want you to be successful. Okay, is anyone here learning to drive for the first time? I know there's a couple. Is, is there anyone who is still learning how to drive? Yeah, that should be like the rest of us, right? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so there are certain rules, right, that, that you need to obey, that are important to obey. Stop at the lights, right? The, the red lights. <laughs> Maybe I should make that clear. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the green ones, it's okay. Just stop. No, drive on your side of the road, right? Stay out of the ditches, right? That's good advice for anybody who's, who's starting out driving. But, but why are those rules there? Are they optional? No, I mean, yeah, kind of. But they're critical, aren't they? They're important so that we don't get hurt, right? So that as we go about this life, as we go on this journey, on this road together, we don't get caught in the ditches. And, and this is an amazing offer that God gives us. He says, you know what? I want to keep you out of the ditches. I want to keep your life from derailing. And I want to take you on a real ride. But because we aren't, we're not really prone to, to saying, okay, God, here you go. Here's all of me. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to obey you. I'm going to seek you. 
Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 16 kind of challenges us, right? This is what it says. It says, uh, be careful, guard yourself, watch out. <laughs> he said it three, basically said the same thing three times, right? So pay attention, he says. Be careful, guard yourself, watch out, or you will be enticed. Deceived to turn away, to get off the path and worship, to work for other gods and bow down to them. So be careful, as you're going down the road of life, there are going to be distractions. He says, would you give me all of you, and I'll keep you on the path. Do any of you guys like to fish? Any of you ladies, too. You ladies can like to fish, too. <laughs> Anybody like to fish? I, I actually, uh, went, growing up, uh, my dad would take me fishing. And, and uh, you know, what, what is it that you would use on the end of that line? A lure, right? Even that word, kind of, if we use it in a different context, it becomes, oh, yeah, that's what it is. It's, it's alluring. It's a drawing. It's, it's bait, Right? And, and, you know, when, when that comes down in front of a fish, what does the fish say? M- my dad told me he's really good at translating, you know, fish to, to human. Maybe use Google, I don't know. But, um, you know, the fish says, oh, oh look, that, that looks great, right? I think I'll just put that in my mouth. It's a hook. And many of us have taken the bait that our enemy offers to us. And it's not real stuff, is it? It's an illusion. It's a disguise. And just like uh, he tried to get Jesus to do that in Matthew chapter 4, verse, uh, verse 10, when Jesus said to our enemy, forget that junk. I don't want that. The Lord is the only one who is to be worshipped. He is the only one who I will focus on, who I will give my attention to. So I have some questions for us to ask ourselves. What takes the most attention in my life? I want you to stop and consider that for a second. What takes up the most attention in my life? Because that is the thing that we worship. So kind of the follow-up questions are, have I surrendered my life to God? Have I said, Lord, I'm going to turn from these things, these things that are meant to entice me, that are meant to draw me, that are meant to lure me, that are truly meant for my destruction, I'm going to leave those things behind and I'm going to follow after you. I'm going to give my life to you. And the question is, do I regularly, regularly come before him to seek his faith? You know, whether that's in the context of, of with others or, or on my own. And two things that we want to challenge you to do in this regard is, is first a, a kind of a starting point. Uh, okay, where, where do I go? You know, what is the first step that I should take? Consistently participating in weekly worship with church family. And I love this, this verse in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. It says, uh, don't neglect the gathering together of the church body. Says, because it's meant to be an encouragement. It's meant to be a strength for you. It's meant for us to come together and worship our God. Don't miss out. You don't want to miss out. 
And then kind of a, as, a, as a next level thing, you know, spending time with God every day. Write down Psalm 63, verse 1. You know, it's not that I, I don't want worship to be a one-day thing. I don't want it to be, okay, Saturday night or, or Sunday morning, I'm coming, I'm going to do my worship, right? And then the rest of my life, I'm going to figure it out. He says, no, spend time with God every day. Give him yourself and say, okay, Lord, what would you have me do today with my life? You know, and if the vision of new hope is to come to pass, it will require a people who worship, who give their whole heart to God. The second step in in the how for the vision of new hope is to grow. To grow. I need to look in. You know, we could look uh, at, at so many verses in God's word that highlight God's call for us to grow. You know, I think of uh, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, and 1 Peter 2, 2. But we're going we're gonna to kind of look at, at some other scriptures here that, that are a little bit more specific. I want you to write down uh, these two verses. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Romans eight twenty nine talks about God's plan uh, from the beginning has been for our lives to be shaped into the image of Jesus. It's for us to look more and more like Jesus. That's what God's plan was all along. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 10, Paul talks about the life of Jesus being uh, made manifest in our body. Basically, the body of Christ being seen through my life. Are you kidding me, right? He says, grow into that. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16, we're going to read those on the screen in just a moment. Talks about uh, all of us developing into the beautiful image of Christ. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 says, And he gave some as apostles, and some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work for the service uh, for the work of service excuse me for the ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of faith and the knowledge of the son of god to a mature man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ we'll get that in for tomorrow's people okay the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's God's desire for your life. <laughs> wow. You know, I think about those, those uh, fathead posters. Has anybody seen those? You know, the, the ones that are like life-size, right? And, and if, if your kids have them, you know, they kind of uh, walk up to them and, man, that's something, right? Looking up and seeing, seeing that, that uh, person, maybe it's a... a uh, a basketball player, or actually I think we have a picture of a, a baseball player. Anybody glad the World Series is over? Excited about the results? Okay, never mind. I won't go there. I won't go there. But <laughs> we don't need to uh, talk about our loyalties. Um, <laughs> but, but seeing and, and asking God, okay, God, I want to grow into that image. I want to, you know, we don't have an image of God, but as we read his word, Right? As, we, uh, um, as we come to know him more, as we learn together, we can be uh, more and more like the image of Christ, to grow more and more like him. 
And there's really two primary paths at New Hope where, where you can get the word of God and grow more into the image of Jesus. The first one is to be in a small group, a growth group. In, in Nehemiah chapter 8, uh, verse 7, kind of sets up that principle of, of big group, and, and, but also that small group time of, of uh, being together. And, and, and it kind of uh, breaks us down and it says, okay, we, we get to learn, learn together, we get to grow together, we get to look at God's word, ask questions, dig in, see what, what God would say to us from this passage. And you know, uh, Pastor Robbie shared with me the other day that, that for the past little while while he was away seeking the Lord, you know, he was going to other churches and, and worshiping together with them. But he only visited them. You know, he didn't get connected closely with others. And, and he said, you know, that the Lord gave him uh, that experience so that he could share it with maybe some of you. Maybe some of you who aren't in a group and, and, and just to know that this is what you're missing, this uh, uh, being connected, growing together with others, being in relationship with others, seeking the Lord together will help you grow in your walk with Him. But also, number two, discipling someone or being discipled by someone. I want you to write down 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. It talks about training up others who can, who can in turn train others in the Word of God and uh, in in being disciples of his. And there are two groups of people that, that I really want to uh, speak to. And the first one is new believers. And the second is those who are maybe more mature believers. You know, if you're a new believer, if you're saying, you know what, I'm just starting out on this journey with the Lord. I'm just trying to, trying to figure it out. Lord, man, you're just showing me so much. And, and I, I'm just saying, okay, Lord, where do you want me to start? You need uh, someone to come alongside you and disciple you. Someone uh, uh, who, can, who can help you think through those things that you have questions about, that you're seeking the Lord about. Okay, Lord, how can that happen? Maybe someone who is a little bit more mature, who has uh, been down the road a little bit further and who has been seeking the Lord, can come alongside and encourage you and help you to grow. You need for someone to disciple you, one-on-one, uh, for a brief time. But I would encourage you, if, if you would say, you know what, the Lord has been working in my life, I have grown in my walk with Him, I, I would say you need to invest in someone else's life. You need to invest in someone else's life. Imagine uh, not only the difference that you can make in, in that other person's life as you see them grow, as, as you see them uh, uh, just absorbing God's word and, and uh, living a life that honors him, man, there will be amazing growth in your life as well. If you would say, you know what, I, I've kind of seen a lot. You know, I've, I've seen God work in my life. I, I've been there, kind of done that. Guess what? This is the next step for you. This is the thing that, that maybe God would say to you, you need to step up and be a part of discipling someone one-on-one. And, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to, to help us together. It, I, I want you to think about this. If, if every one of us got serious about this, about being committed to our small group, about looking to be discipled or, or looking to disciple someone, wow, can you imagine the growth that would take place in this room, in our lives? Can you imagine the things that God would do in us and through us and because of us? 
And you know, just like the rules of the road, you don't have to, <laughs> right? But what are we going to do with our lives? How are we going to make our lives and, and our time here together count? He wants you to grow in Him. You know, the third thing that will help us to do the vision of New Hope is to serve. I need to look out. You know, this is something else that, that Pastor Robbie shared with me. He even mentioned it last week about, uh, you know, he's been involved in ministry and, and serving others for, for the last 20 years. But he's realized more and more over the last couple months what a blessing it is, what a privilege it is to serve. Because when you can't serve, man, you start craving it, right? So I just want to be a part of God's work in someone else's life. And look, I, you know, I grew up knowing that I should serve, right? I, I grew up in an environment that, that was, okay, uh, as a part of the body of Christ, this is what God has called us to do. This is what we should be a part of. And, and I made the decision to do that and, uh, even at a young age. But I think uh, I approached it like most of us initially do. You know, there are times when I would not necessarily, uh, it wouldn't be necessarily what I chose uh, to do as I serve. That may not be the area that I would say, yep, sign me up for that, right? I want to I just do that. That's just crying out my name. But, you know, part of that was saying, okay, Lord, I just want to honor you, and, and so I'll do it, right? But it's not my favorite, <laughs> you know? But what God is revealing to us is that life is not worth living if you are not serving others. It's, it's empty. It's not fun if you are not helping others to grow. And I want to tell you, we have some pictures from, from Hollow Hymn that we're going to be putting up on the screen. And I can tell you, if you were involved in that, you made an impact on some kids' lives in pretty amazing ways. They had so much fun. <laughs> I think that's a copyrighted picture, though. Uh, Disney and all that. But, <laughs> but what an amazing opportunity to, to have fun, to enjoy life. I mean, there was popcorn everywhere and, and, and fun and, and, you know, jumping in bounce houses and, and uh, you know, even basketball hoops and just, just getting together and saying, wow, we're going to have a great time in our community. But it made a difference. It changed people's lives. And, you know, some of those people are still on that journey towards the Lord. They're, they're just, they came in the door because there was some free stuff going on, and it was pouring outside, right? But God intersected their lives because of you. Is that amazing or what? That is fun. That is exciting. And look, there are so many opportunities, so many ways that, we can, that, that God can use us day in and day out, to be a, a blessing and to be full, uh, uh, an amazing picture of what God can do in their lives. And then also realizing that the most fulfilled, the most uh, joyful, mature Christians are the ones who have taken that step and have said, I will serve the Lord in the lives of others. 
You watch it. You mark it down. You think about it, the people that you admire most as, as Christians, the, the people who seem to get it, right, that, that seem to have the most fulfillment in their relationship with the Lord. The people uh, are, are the people who have made the choice to let God use them in the lives of others. I want you to look at, at 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 and 11. It's going to be on the screen as well. And I want you to, to read with me the words that are underlined, okay? So as we read through this, uh, the first one is a special gift, okay? Just heads up. Okay, so uh, verse 10. As each one has received a special gift, employ it, put it to use in serving one another as good stewards, good managers of the manifold or multifaceted grace of God. Whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterances of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen, right? Says those people who are, who are speaking, who are sharing, who are talking, man, do it. I, I, just imagine yourself as speaking the words of God into someone's life. The people that you encourage, whether it's, it's during these, these times uh, at, at Hollow Hymn or maybe it's at the end of the service, when you come up to somebody and you just say, hey, I just want to let you know, you know, I, I want to pray for you this week. Is there anything I can pray for you about? Would you speak the utterances of God? Would your, would your actions uh, be the, the hands and feet of God in the strength that he supplies? And I know what some of you are going to say, though, you, you know, but I don't, uh, you don't understand. I, I can't. I don't have what the rest of you have. I can't do, I can't serve in that way. Well, I, I want a little test. I'm going to do a, um, an illustration, but Actually, uh, Kathy, do you have a $100 bill I could borrow? <laughs> just, in, just in your back pocket, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, ask Joe. No. <laughs> no. Actually, go ahead and look under your seat. Mm-hmm. Is there some, maybe it was in a different seat. I don't know. I, you know, it could be wrong. Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what is it? <laughs> Not... <laughs> yeah, don't try to spend that. Don't try to spend... <laughs> the $100, is there two? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but think about this, right? She said... Are you kidding me? I don't have $100. What, what do you think this is? The Lord not only provides 100 but many times in our life, he provides more than we could ever think. And when we step out and we say, God, you know what? This is not comfortable for me. This is not what I'm used to. This is not how I, I work. He says, yeah, but I want to use you. And it's there. I will give you the strength. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to give you real hundreds. I'm sorry. I just I got to pay rent this month. And <laughs> 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 but 
But, but here's two ways that I want to encourage you at New Hope. Here's, here's kind of a starting point in serving. Get involved in some ministry here. You know, maybe you say, you know what, I'm not comfortable in this area, but this is something maybe I could do, but I, I never really thought about it, you know. Uh, it, it's always been done. Somebody's always done it, so I guess they don't need me. No, listen, we as a body get to work together to be a minister not only to each other, but to our community and to our world. I want you to check out, there's some tables out here, the Ministry Explorer tables. Take a look at the opportunities, the many ways that people are serving here at New Hope and say, yes, that's, that's me. That's what I want to be a part of. That's how God can use me. And then kind of a, a next level, as you start uh, serving uh, here, as th- those opportunities are, are laid out before you, the next level, the next step is to start actively sharing your faith. It's amazing the opportunities that the Lord will provide you every day to share your faith with others. To say, okay, Lord, you know, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm not comfortable going from a conversation about the weather to a conversation about my relationship with you. But Lord, help me. (laughs) Help me to do that. Give me opportunities actively sharing your faith. And if we all do that, if we all get involved in ministry here at New Hope, but if we all start actively sharing our faith, watch out, right? There's going to be a servolution, isn't there? An opportunity for each one of us to get involved and to make a real impact on the lives of those around us. You know, what we've talked about today has been recognized by people who study human behavior. We all have the quest to believe. Within each one of us, we're we're seeking something to put our faith, to put our trust in. And God says, would you worship me? I'm the one who's going to help you. I'm the one who's true and real. You know, we we all have a, a quest to become something. And Jesus says, would you become more like me? Would you grow into the stature of my son? God says. And then the quest to belong, the the quest to be a part of of serving together, of of being a part of something that is is bigger than than any of us individually, and to say, God, I want you to use me. You know, in in, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, the Apostle Paul seems to, to indicate three of the most important pieces of God's work in our lives are faith, hope, and love. And some have even tied these ideas of faith, hope, and love to worship, grow, and serve. Faith speaks of of worship and and our relationship with God. Hope speaks of that growth and and desiring to become something more. And love speaks of serving and and our desire to help others, to to impact the, the lives of others. You know, as we draw near to the end of the message, you know, we're we're gonna be worshiping through uh, giving in just a moment and, and worshiping through song. But this, this weekend, there are some commitment cards in the seat pockets in front of you. And, and you'll notice there aren't any places to put your name, okay? It, certainly, if you want to, you can. But this is a commitment between you and God, saying, okay, God, this is the next step for me. This is, this is uh, the piece that I'm missing. Whether it's in that starting point and saying, you know what, I, I Lord, my next step 
the piece that I'm missing is weekend worship, is, is consistently being with your people. Or maybe you would say it's, it's getting in a growth group. I haven't been a part of a growth group and, and I need to. Or maybe it would be that, that serve, that ministry involvement. Maybe you would say, okay, so, so I've kind of done some of those things. What, what's the next step? What's the, the next level together with us? It's daily time with God. It's one-on-one discipleship. It's sharing your faith. What would you say is the next step that you need to take in your relationship with him?